In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christos Anesti, if this is defeated, then our victory is assured in any aspect of our life. So today the church is celebrating the Thomas Sunday. Also they call it the new Sunday, because it's the first Sunday after the assurance of resurrection. Some people even call it the Antipascha Sunday. The Passover has been done, and now we are above and beyond the Passover. Let me start with you with the words of St. Ignatius of Antioch. He's assuring us if this is defeated, and the risen body of Christ is the same body who died, then everything has been defeated forever. He's telling us, for I know and believe that he, he means Jesus, was in the flesh even after the resurrection. If we have this assurance of resurrection of the same body who died, is the same body who is risen, but in a glorified form. Then everything else has been changed, and everything else is defeated through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I would like to share with you a few, few points today how the power of resurrection is a power of change. Whatever you are coming with this morning, if you are coming with a defeat in certain area in your life, if you are coming with despair, is telling me and you, there is no more despair. There is no more defeat. It's a time of victory. And in the end, if we believe in the reality of the power of the body and the blood of Christ, it means the power of resurrection is infused in our life. So we are here to experience more of the power of resurrection rather than to hear a sermon or tell something about good news of his own resurrection. In verse 20, we read today, then the same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, which is Easter Sunday, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews. If you are coming with any fear from the future, from anything wrong you have done in your life, here is the good news. Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. So if Christ is amongst us, if there is a Lord in your life at all times, whatever fear you have this morning, he's telling you, Peace be with you. To the point that St. Cyril, in his commentary on the Gospel of St. John, verse, chapter 14 and verse 26, the Lord said before that, be, My peace I give unto you, not as the world does. He's telling us this peace is the Holy Spirit himself. That's why every time the priest is anointing or signing the congregation with the sign of the cross, it is not the peace of the priest, it's the peace of Christ. It's Christ sending his Holy Spirit once more. Christ is filling us with the Spirit, Holy Spirit once more to, the, to, the, to disperse any kind of fear in our life. So he's asking us this morning, Please put your fear in front of me in this liturgy. You are not here for a, a normal or regular liturgy. Every liturgy is a new step, a new ex uh, exploration to explore who is Christ in your life. Second thing is from doubt to believe. Today is Thomas Sunday. Oh. Thomas was doubting and said, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and I put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. Again, if you are coming with any sort of disbelief, and again when you hear 
the word belief sometimes it's very theoretical I know Jesus was incarnate I know that he died on the cross I know that he is risen but about about your own personal life it's only not a doubt about the story the historical part of the story it's the doubt of the power of the event in your life and in my life there's a big difference between knowing the story and living the story and in each and every occasion when we read the Gospels, the Lord is showing us it's a story, but the story should become a personal revelation to live it. Yes, you came from home while maybe you are in dispute with your kids, with your wife, with your husband, and you are doubting that this relationship is going to be restored. He's telling you, if you doubt this, it's the power of fiction, which can disperse any doubt in your life. It's not again about Knowing the story or believing the story, it's believing in the power of the risen Lord who converted fear into peace and converted doubt into faith. And he is ready to come to every person. He came specially on this day for Thomas. He can come to you in your daily reading in the Bible. He can come to you in listening to a sermon or even in a statement you know it by heart in the liturgy. He is able to make it more glorious in your life, to enlighten your mind, to see, hear what I am, hear what I was in need. I, read it, I heard it in the liturgy a hundred times, but never changed my life. But it's a time for conversion, to convert every word into an action in my life. It's not about the story. It's about the change that he wants to do. He wants to change every doubt into a true and real belief. Thirdly, he changed sadness into joy. In verse 20 again, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Again, it's very important to see that the Lord has put it in both ways. In John chapter 16 and verse 22, the Lord was telling his disciples, the time is coming when I will see you, and you will be glad, and no one can take away from you your joy and now it is the opposite they saw him and they were glad he's telling us the key for our joy is both sides we are sure that he is always seeing us and now it's time to start to experience seeing him to disperse my sadness to disperse my fear to disperse my doubts into a real living joyful risen life the lord was telling them many times that you will, I will leave you, I will depart, I will die, I will rise. For them at that time, it was just it's a story. What does it mean you are going to die? What does it mean that you are going to be risen? But now it's time to experience. It was not a story anymore. It was not expectations anymore. It is the reality of the life of the church. The first thing he was trying to tell them on that day from useless people into missionaries. Sometimes you come to church, I feel it's enough that I go to church for an hour or a couple of hours on Sunday. Don't ask me for anything more than that. I am weak, I'm unqualified, I have no time, I have any problems. Disciples at that time felt they are useless. They can offer nothing to the Lord. But here what he told them. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. 
He's not sending them to do anything less than the mission of Christ. As the Father sent me, I also send you. If you imagine in the end of the liturgy, and again, it's not imagination, it's the reality, you receive the life of Christ. What are you going to do with the life of Christ? I'm going home to sleep. You have nothing to do, you have no one to witness to him the risen of life of Christ? No. Why? I don't like to speak about my religion with people. Even at home, unfortunately, yes. Sometimes we never we're never able to stand before God as a family or to open the Bible together as a family to discuss it in meekness, in humility, to see that you as a man, you are ordained as a priest of the family in the day of your wedding. And you as a mother, you are ordained as a queen. Why? Queen to God the Father, as St. John says in John chapter one, uh, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 6. Let me conclude with you with the words of St. Athanasius. He's telling us the resurrection is not a story. The resurrection is not something you believe and you have no action about it. Hear what he is saying. He was showing them how in the fourth century people were accepting to die as martyrs because they knew this has been defeated for good. He was showing them how people were living a very sinful life. Young men and young women, and now they are accepting to come and to become nuns and monks, seeking a life of holiness. And he was showing them the power of the resurrection to change. And he is saying it's time for each and every one of us to claim his own resurrection. Wherever you are dead, it's time of resurrection. He's saying these things which, which I told you about it, which we have said are no more mere words. It's not the story of resurrection anymore. They are attested by the actual experience, and it's time for you and me to attest it by our own actual experience. Anyone who likes may see the proof of the glory in the virgins of Christ and in the young men who practice chastity. When we choose purity, we show that we are risen with Christ. When we reject the infidelity of the world, we show that we are risen with Christ. As part of the religion and in the assurance of immortality in no so great and glad a company of martyrs, those who were willingly accepting to die because they knew this has been defeated. He bestowed life on those who are in the tomb. Anyone too may put what we have said to the proof of experience in any other way. And this is now our calling. How are you going to show your family, your work colleagues, your uh, friends at, you, at college or at school that you are risen? It's again not mere words, it's the reality of the risen life in Christ. Let us pray the liturgy or the next part from the liturgy with this sense of we are here to experience the change. Call upon and claim your own personal weakness before the Lord and seek the power of his resurrection. May the glory of Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. 